Thought Bubble Audio. Hi, I'm Kirsty. And I'm Kelsey. And it's time to hate watch with us. Welcome to our variety show for sarcastic people who streamed Eurovision from Iceland. From Iceland! Good job, Iceland! Also, they definitely told us that the stream was going to be in English, and it definitely was not. No, but we did have ASL. We did, and let me tell you, my infant child was a big fan. Big fan. That was by far, I almost said hands down, her favorite part of Eurovision. It was great. It was great. It was great. So, in case it wasn't obvious, we're talking about Eurovision today. Mm-hmm. This is probably not as timely and topical as our last recordings were, but it's not our fault. No, I don't know who out there decided that putting Game of Thrones and Eurovision on the same weekend was going to be a good idea, but it's a lot of pressure. Yeah, it was rude. This is my That's third hard. podcast I've recorded this week. Really, I'm overwhelmed. I know. A lot of time with a microphone. I know. Just really popular, so... (laughs) I gotta tell you, though, now that Game of Thrones is over, I'm feeling light. I'm feeling... I'm feeling good. There's, like, hope in the universe again. Yeah. I'm I'm in the zone for some Eurovision. Yeah? Yeah. Really happy for you. Yeah, it's... Big day. Big day, y'all. Big day. Uh, so, how do we begin discussing this Eurovision? I think I think last year we started off the top with the winner. I don't okay. know if we want to go there, or okay. if we just want to go in country by country and take it as it comes. Well, I first want to go in with a just universal grape to, sure. to the universe. That we couldn't be in the same place to watch this Eurovision. Yeah, this was our first Eurovision apart, and it was really sad. No, it wasn't. It was sad for me. I was sad. No, it was sad, but our first Eurovision apart was the very first one. I thought we watched it together. No, we were just on the phone together. (laughs) (sighs) We were better synced. Oh, you're right. We were apart for that one. Yeah. Okay, so we've only been together for one out of two. Three Eurovisions. But it was the best one. It was the best one. It was so good that it filled in for the rest of them. We had themed snacks. I know. We almost burned down Kirstie's house. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I now have an appliance that I can never use again. (laughs) It's fine. It's fine. (laughs) Shouldn't have used it in the first place, so. No, we shouldn't have. (laughs) I mean, really, who puts an electric stove in a basement? (laughs) That's all I'm saying. Wasn't the best idea. We learned. No, and for all of you out there, if you find yourself with an electric stove made for a dollhouse, <laughs> you know those like little apartment-sized ones? Um, just know that a party-sized <laughs> tin of Stouffer's mac and cheese does not actually fit inside of them. It's not okay to just leave the oven door open a little no, bit. No, having the door open a crack... Is not not safe. 
<laughs> I feel like it's like a mini episode of 99PI where we talk about like heat shield design. Right. Except it's just us being stupid. Yeah. So always always make sure your oven door is closed when you're baking for three hours. Kirstie was sober. I just want to call out here. I, I was sober, but I was pregnant and therefore essentially blacked out. Yeah, fair. <laughs> I made some joke because uh, there was something one of my employees was harassing me about not remembering from last year. And I was like, I was pregnant. And he was like, oh, yeah, remember how like being pregnant makes you black out? And I was like, you did not vomit as much as I did last year. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, (laughs) I consider all of last year a wash. Yeah, completely gone. Anything I told you, I'm telling you again. It's fine. Yeah, last year didn't happen. It didn't. It's all right. It's fine. We're all here now. We didn't burn my house down this year because we weren't together. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) It's fine. (sighs) Yeah. So, all right, the winner... The winner. The winner was the Netherlands. Yes. And because I had to miss the judging, which is like a whole other universal gripe. um, That's the gripe I want to put into the universe is that I didn't get to sit for all of judging. Yeah. Um, So when two different people told me that the Netherlands won, I definitely thought it was Norway for several hours. And Uh I was like, okay, Uh I can live with that. Uh And then like many hours later, I was suddenly like, Wait a fucking minute. Wait a fucking minute. Yeah. It was Nor- not Norway. No, it was not that one. It was the Netherlands. It was the Netherlands. And it was a dude playing a piano with a projection of a forest. It was the most boring song in the history of the universe. Yeah. I, I didn't need it. I just, like, I sit back and I wonder at Eurovision because I'm not pretending I'm part of the voting body. So I'm like, what is it about European pop music culture that I don't understand? Mm-hmm. Well, especially because a lot of what comes to Eurovision is, like, um, like club music. Yeah. You know, like, it's what you're going to hear in the clubs for the next year. Mm-hmm. Um, I just opened an article um, that includes lyrics and a breakdown of um, meaning of lyrics. And the headline for this song is Duncan Lawrence's arcade lyrics explore the pain of a failed romance. Wow. Yeah. So. Thrilling. Oh, here's, here's a quote. When I was studying at the Rock Academy... I learned that you can appeal to a large audience without losing your own story in the process, he said of the songwriting process. Oh, no. I search for touching stories that move people from my own life or someone else's. I got my inspiration from the story of a loved one who died at a young age. I decided to call the song Arcade. This is literally like an episode of Inside the (laughs) Dish. Sounds like it. Yes. He would fit in. Yeah, he would. He's a Dave. He's definitely a Dave. He's a Dave. I um, just don't get, like, what he brought to this contest that no one else brought. One, I think this is a verse and not a chorus, but one of the lines goes, how many pennies in the slot giving us up didn't take a lot. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> 
Okay. <laughs> uh, I don't need your games. Game over. Get me off this roller coaster. Sure, 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 sure. We've talked before about the songwriting in the Eurovision Song Contest. It's not good. It's it's questionable at best. My notes had, like, I wrote down one phrase Uh for every song, and the only thing this one got was guy at piano. (laughs) Oh my god, mine literally says dude at piano plus projection. Yeah. So, that's that's It's not memorable. It's nothing. It's, I think Glenn Weldon of Pop Culture Happy Hour called it a snooze fest. Yeah. It's nothing. It's nothing. And it's frustrating because a song like this is essentially what won, what Portugal won with in 2017. Mm-hmm. Like, we've already seen this. We have. Yeah. So, what are some songs that you thought were better than the Netherlands. What were some of your top hits? Well, unfortunately, I wasn't able to score this year due to a series of mishaps. <sighs> yep. Yep. Um, so I don't have a um, numerical way to tell you this, which is often helpful. Um, so I have two different things I'll say. I'll give you some things I liked, and then I'll give you the baby score, because the baby did her own scoring. Yep. Yeah, and she had some hot takes. Sure did. Um, so first one I want to call out is Australia. Yes, with the song Zero Gravity. <sighs> yep. Um, if you have not seen a video of this somewhere, you owe yourself the time on YouTube to find a version of this song. I think the only thing that's accessible in the U.S. on YouTube is um, the first rehearsal. Mm. But somehow, after the fact, I did find um, the actual video of this performance, I think on Twitter somewhere. It is Um, wild. Oh, my God. I, like, almost don't want to describe it. I, like, I want you, if you're not driving, to pause the episode right now. Go find this on the internet and then come back so we can talk about it. Yes, do that. Yeah. Okay, are you back? Are you? You're back? Okay, great. (laughs) It was, okay, are you ready? (laughs) You have thoughts, I'm sure. I am sure. Um, I have all the admiration in the world for the people who produced this performance. Yep. I have a million questions. (laughs) But I have all the admiration in the world. Yeah. I also think this was one of one of the performances that, like, took the most risks. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't... I, I was thinking over the last three years, because I know last year we said that we didn't feel like there were a lot of, like, really exciting, quirky performances. Yeah. And so I was thinking, like... I was trying to think about what, what would have qualified as a year with more of that. And I got to thinking about, like... Azerbaijan's horse head yep. in 2017. Um, and like the person in also 2017 who was on like the big spinning wheel of death. Mm-hmm. Um, and this, this really was like one of the few sets that like really took a risk. They like sure did. They sure did. I do remember sending you halfway through this performance. Show me the stage, you cowards. Because <laughs> I was 
like, what is happening? What is happening? I also want to call out the costumes on the backup dancers because they literally looked like Dementors, but like in a cool way. Yeah. Like Alfonso Curran, if you're out there. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Chat with these people. Yeah. It was like, it was because we didn't actually describe this because you had to go do homework. Three ladies on giant, like, popsicle sticks on a projection of the galaxy. Yeah. Just swaying about in circles. And the woman, the lead singer, was wearing, like, a Glinda the Good Witch costume. Yeah. And the two backup dancers were wearing, like, black chiffon. I kept thinking they looked like a toy we had when we were kids, but I cannot for the life of me think of what it would have been. Those, um... Those fairies with the pull string that spin up? I was thinking that, but they didn't have... I was thinking about specifically the way they were bouncing around on those sticks. Hmm. And I couldn't figure out what the fuck it was, but it might just be nothing. <laughs> but I was thinking about sky dancers. Yes, sky dancers. That's, That's not wrong. Yeah. Yeah. It was wild. It was wild. And for me, it raised, it got me, like, doing a lot of behind-the-curtain thinking. Like, I was, I suddenly got to thinking, like, do they give each team a production budget? And then you get to decide what you do with it. Like, how do they break it down? Like, how do, how do performers decide, like, if they're going to do stunts or not? Like. Right. It just, like, really got me thinking about the whole thing. They were the only ones on my score sheet who got a 10 out of 10 for flawless performance. Yes. And they were also the only ones who got 10 out of 10 for outfits be snatched. Oh, yeah. X-Core. Yeah. And the song itself is, it's pretty close to Yodel It from 2017 in terms of, like... Really? Technical wonder, I think. I, like... That's fair. I don't even recall it because I was too baffled by what was happening visually. You have to go back and listen to it because there's, like, a lot of really, like, operatic staccato. Mm. Um, and it, it's it's a wild song. I mean, I was thrilled to see the Yodel It girl come back to present for, like, Belarus or whatever country she was from, so... Romania. That's the one. It was close. Yep. <laughs> sure <laughs> geographically it's fine um yeah this song gets stuck in my head all the time i've been thinking you're gonna hear yodel it referenced a lot this episode because i've been thinking about it a lot because i've been listening to my eurovision faves through the years playlist because it's your daughter's current fave my daughter loves that playlist uh-huh and she has a lot of feelings <laughs> Um, but every time Yodelit comes on, I just get hype as hell. It's a great song! That is a fantastic song. There's rapping, uh-huh. there's yodeling. Uh-huh. Like, oh my god. hmm At one point, she yodels the words, bring it on. Anyway, this is not about 2017. <laughs> no, this is about the year of our lord, 2019. Yes. Um, so anyway, special shout out, Australia for Zero Gravity. Yeah. Killer performance. Absolutely amazing. 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 Um, do you want to hear the ones that got baby scores? Yeah, I do. Okay. So 
the baby's top picks were Cypress. Yep. Um, the song Replay. My note just says raindrop underwear. Pleather in chandelier underwear. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. How did I describe it in Slack? Like Kim Kardashian's Met Gala costume plus the character him from the Powerpuff Girls? Yep. 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 Um, that was her top one, I would say, just based on the number of wiggles. Mm-hmm. Um, she was also strangely a huge fan of Grease, the song Better Love. I was too, but I don't really remember why now. Um, because of the ballet dancers doing fencing. I, I did say. like that. Yeah. Yeah. It harkened back to the parent trap. I know, I know what uh, I am. <laughs> it's um, fine. There were also ribbon dancers at the end. Yeah. Lots going on. Um, I did nickname the lead singer Mumbles McGee. Yeah, she was. That felt mean, but here we are. Here we are. Um, one I disagreed with my child about was um, the UK. Ugh. The song Bigger Than Us. He finished last, which is correct, I think. Yeah. Um, and this was just a, a young white boy in a leather jacket singing. Yeah. Um, I did learn that he is 17, and I was like, props, dude. Yeah, but the UK never tries. No. Well, no, because they're, they're one of the big five, so they don't have to. Yeah. Yeah. I think we've talked about the politics of Eurovision on the show before, but if it's your first Eurovision, there are five countries who pay into the broadcasting union that puts on Eurovision, and none of them fucking try. None of them. They don't care. Um, then she was also a big fan of Belarus, the Mm -hmm. song Like It. Yep. She was a huge fan of Italy. Uh Uh-huh. I didn't get their song name, but I can look it up in a second. Um, and then she was also a big fan of Switzerland. I was a big fan of Switzerland, too. I did end up putting Switzerland's song on the Eurovision Faves playlist. Big fan. Yeah. And, like, Glenn Weldon wasn't wrong? That guy had arms. He did have arms, yes. I'm not, like, someone who cares about arms, but that guy had arms. <laughs> he did. It's true. It was a jam. I was here for it. Yeah. Um, one that I really enjoyed, my number one score, actually, was Norway. Uh-huh. Speaking of... The Yodel song. Yeah. It kind of felt like it was in that spirit. Because it was like, normal pop song, normal pop song, guy with a really deep voice doing something like, kind of related to Norwegian, like, tradition. It was wild. Wild! He was so not not involved, but the more you listen to it, the more cohesive it gets. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, I hope you put that on the playlist. It is on the playlist, indeed. I haven't checked it since this Eurovision came around. But yeah, I was just really delighted by the surprise of him being there, like, halfway through the song and being like, what is happening? (laughs) What is happening? And he, like, looks really out of place because the other two lead singers are, like, I would say, like, more in each other's league. And then he looks like a Death Eater, kind of. Yeah, he does. 
You know, we talk about Harry Potter a lot on the show for two people who don't talk about Harry Potter a lot. I know. (laughs) That's just a good frame of reference. (laughs) You would think that we care about Harry Potter a lot more than we do in our day-to-day lives. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So good. What's another one that I liked? We talked about Australia. Oh my god. Yawning. Yikes. Oh. (laughs) Um... What did Glenn call them? It was it was the hot little gay boys uh, from the Czech Republic. Oh yeah, uh, he had a name for them. I don't know what it is now. Oh, we we lost a good joke. I called them Fergus and the boys, but with Fergus Wiggles the outfits. They were so cute. They were cute. I gotta say, based on the last two Eurovisions, the Czech Republic is killing the boy band game. Killing it. Killing it. I did learn that the lead singer, at least, of this band um, is, he derived the name from a Bonnie Vera album. The name of the band or the name of the song? Yeah. The name of the band. What's the name of the band? Lake Malawi? Yeah. Sure, 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 sure. I, I do not listen to Bonnie Bear. I do, but I don't anymore because so, I don't like choices. I don't that get he the made. reference, but I did read that that's where that came from. So he's apparently like a pretentious little indie boy, which is kind of endearing in its own weird way. I just remembered that Glenn called them the Twinks. <laughs> just like fair. That's so good. Um,. This is the only song that's been stuck in my head, to be honest. I've had all of them stuck in my head. It was it was a contentious year. Wow. Um, I feel like they deserve better, but they didn't rank they, that highly. They placed like eleventh or something, didn't they? It wasn't that good. Um, I also wrote down somewhere that they were the wonders. Yep, you did. I did. They they get up there with their good primary colors. I was really thinking the Wiggles and not the Wonders, but you know, <laughs> everyone has their own reference point. <laughs> oh boy. I also wrote down Sweden, but I don't recall Sweden at all at this moment in time. Uh, let's see. Oh, I oh. know Sweden. Yeah. He was he like for love. almost gonna win and then he got fucked. Yeah, which is really upsetting. Yeah. Um, because that was a good song. It was a good song. I was, like, very happy for Sweden. And as a mostly Swedish person, I was like, oh, I have some stake in this game. And then I was like, oh, never mind. I loved the costumes for the backup dancers or backup singers. Uh Uh-huh. They were all wearing, like, different variations of black sequin jumpsuits. That's what you want. It's It was such a good look. Can we... My only note was that they were serving looks. It's fair. Yeah. My only note was that it was a jam. Mm-hmm. So can we move to addressing some performances like San Marino? Yeah, let's talk about San Marino. I, I was a fan. I was a fan, too, but I wasn't sure what was happening at the same time. <laughs> For me, it was like, like, every time I prepare to talk about Eurovision... I think, like, what do I want from a Eurovision? Yeah. 
And this, the second they came on the stage, I was like, this is why I watch Eurovision. 100%. This is the shit I come here for. But they got no love. None at all. It was so upsetting. And, like, again, what am I not understanding about Europop culture? The lyrics were, like, I'm reading them now. They're, like, decent. I mean, are people um, coming to Eurovision for the lyrics? No, I, it's just, like, <laughs> I'm just trying to paint a picture. Okay. All right. It's all catchy right. as hell. It, like, got, it's stuck in my head all the time. One of the, um, one of the lines of one of the choruses is you're not alone, so stand up, na na na. Be a hero, be the rainbow, and sing na na na. Wow. Be a hero. Be, be the, the rainbow. rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> that is some good shit. This is good shit. That is some good shit. I heard him say that, and I was like, be the rainbow. Be the rainbow. Be the rainbow. Wow. Yeah. It, and it's, it's like, catchy and harmless, and they were feeling it, so I was feeling it. It's like this old, bald guy surrounded by a bunch of other younger people. <laughs> yeah, young women, mostly. And I liked it. It was fun. He, like, has a megaphone that he sings into. Uh-huh. For reasons that are, like, extraordinarily unclear, but that I'm not mad about. Oh, Yeah. He's, like, working a blazer. Do men wear blazers? Do they call them blazers on men? I, that's a great question. (laughs) I think they're called jackets. Oh, okay. But, like, who's to say? Who's to say? (laughs) He's 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 working a a blazer. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I think that's wrong. Is that different than a sport coat? If you are in a situation in which a suit is too formal and a sport coat too sporty, then, oh! then your best option this is so good. Then your best option is to wear a classic custom men's blazer paired with trousers not of the same color. Custom men's blazer. The possibilities, while not endless, give a man options that a suit cannot. That sure. comes from an article on a young man style guide titled How to Wear a Blazer. God, I'm so glad I'm not a man. <laughs> Can you imagine having to be told not to wear the same color trousers as your blazer? <laughs> hey, men, be a hero, be the rainbow. <laughs> Men's suiting is, like, so uncomfortable to me. (laughs) Like, even thinking about it makes me uncomfortable. It's too hard. Like, it looks stupid no matter what. Like, what are you doing, men? I don't think, like, a man has ever worn an appropriately fitted suit. No! No. Why do you feel like that's a good choice for you? I don't- I, I often have the thought, like, that I don't know what, like- appropriately tailored men's clothing would look like because I'm just not convinced I've really seen it. 
No. <laughs> you haven't. <laughs> this is a real sidebar. <laughs> receive gifts as they're given to you be the rainbow i know be the rainbow this is me reaching into the universe and receiving its gift it's true (laughs) it was a good song it was a good song you know it was a bad song what north macedonia Ugh. it was like The only thing I can say, I have two things to say. The Mm -hmm. first of all, the thing that I want to say is that they had a non-trick dress that uh, presented as a trick dress, and I was offended by that. Absolutely, because I spent the entire fucking song, she was standing so rigidly, I spent the whole song waiting for it to do a trick. Right. And the second thing I have to say is that she was really trying to have power hair. Yeah. She looked a lot like power hair, power Claire. Yep. Like the Claire of our past, not the Claire of our current. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. So two different things. But I was annoyed with it. And then I was more annoyed when voting started and like, all of the judging parties besides mm-hmm. the general public were like, yeah, North Macedonia. Yeah, it was looking scary for a little while there. I don't even know where North Macedonia is, okay? <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. She's from the United States. You oh. really can't expect much from us. You can't. <laughs> I just learned today, um, or this week, that's not the same. But I learned this week that um, the reason that Carmen San Diego, the video game, was created is because some study was done in the early 90s that, like, some scary percentage of school children in the United States couldn't identify the Pacific Ocean. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, the difference between me and... <laughs> those children is that I will Google where North Macedonia is and then I will learn. Sure. So. The quest of the lifelong learner. The difference between you and me is that I have class and you don't. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, that's a good segue to the one thing I wanted to say about this song. I'm really happy for that. It was well, well played. Um, It's the, so the, the song's called Proud. And it's, like, it's all about how, like, you know, don't let the patriarchy be mean to you, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And to me, it both sounds like and the lyrics read like the song that every, like, 13-year-old girl needs to be, like, belting when she pretends that she is a good singer. Mm-hmm. You know, like, most girls, I feel like, go through that phase where they, like, do that awkwardly. Yep. And this is, like, the middle school, like, awkward girl anthem. Everyone's gotta have one. You gotta have it. It has its place in the world. I did include this on the playlist, even though I find the song itself kind of grating. Yeah. Um, I don't think the woman who sings it really has the voice for what they were going for. I don't either. 
and they spend a lot of time on like the the power lines. Yeah. But I did put it on there kind of for that reason. It's like a cross of like nostalgia and like hate listening. That's fair. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So North Macedonia is north of Greece. Yes. South of Serbia and Kosovo. Yeah. And Montenegro. I actually didn't know until this year that Macedonia and North Macedonia were different countries. I didn't either. That was the big thing I learned about geography this year. Gotta be a lesson somewhere. Mm Mm-hmm. That's where, like, the Model UN aspect of Eurovision comes in. I didn't know how big Romania and Ukraine are. Oh, yeah. And Belarus, really. Mm Mm-hmm. They're big. Indeed. The whole big section of the world. Big-ass countries right there. Mm Mm-hmm. But we're also from New England, where, like, the landmass in general is, like, very small. (laughs) Very small. So, I don't think we're we're great judges. So. I know there are like seventeen states <laughs> each. Although, like, I got so much shade from driving my sister's boyfriend to and from my workplace in my home recently, and he's like, he's from Amsterdam, and he's like, people. From where I'm from would never do this because you'd literally be in a different country. And I was like, okay, please shade my commute some more. Yeah. <laughs> um, I spent some time in Europe and when I was there, people would talk very casually about how like they take the train three hours home on the weekends or like to their cottage or whatever. And it's like not a big deal. And they, like, don't understand why Americans, like, make such a big deal about having to drive, like, three hours places. And I always had to be like, it's because of infrastructure. Like, you fuckers over here have appropriate train infrastructure so you can actually go places. Mm-hmm. We can't get fucking anywhere. Oh, my okay. God. We're back to the railroad. You're <laughs> <laughs> seeing her life on the rails. <laughs> Some kind of weird fucking metaphor at this point. Like, God help me. When will your child be old enough that I can get her the boxcar children's? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. You know, we have a lot of train books in our house because her father was into trains as a kid. Oh yeah. It all comes full circle. Do you do you need some Thomas the Tank engines? She already has a pair of Thomas the Tank Engine PJs for when she's a toddler, because Thomas the Tank Engine was my favorite shit when I was a kid. Wow. Fucking loved me some Thomas and Friends. (laughs) Wow. Wow. (laughs) See, you guys thought you were going to come here just to learn about Europe. I had Thomas. I wonder where he is now. they're, They're still making content. I had a little plastic box that was pink, and it had Thomas and the orange one. Mm-hmm. I don't know what else. I um, was either watching one of the cartoons recently or, like, reading a book or something. But either way, it was one of those moments where it was, like, the first time I had encountered it as an adult. And it's actually deeply disturbing. I've heard that. It's wild. <laughs> There's, like, some overtly strong 
messages about the oppression of capitalism. Uh-huh. And they definitely torture the trains yep. at various points. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it, it's alarming in ways that I would not have anticipated. It's fine. It's totally fine. Um, but anyway, this was not a great song. <laughs> North, North Macedonia? Is that where we're back to? Yeah, I, their, her dress needed to do more tricks. Wow. This episode is off the rails. Get it? <laughs> Diggity. Oh boy! Uh, it's not even just that she like stood still. They like had her dress arranged so that it was like in like a full bell around mm-hmm, her, mm-hmm. which made it look like like what it what I thought was um what country was it last year that had the projection dress? I think it was the UK. Was it? I thought it was. Um, hold on. That is what uh, it looked like. Yeah. Anyway, she had this big dress that, like, did crazy projections and, like, optical illusions. Oh, I don't know if that was the UK. I don't think it was. Um, The UK doesn't try that hard. No. Uh, She was an opera singer. Estonia. Yep. Yep. Estonia. Um, Anyway, it was, like, super cool visuals, but she had to stand perfectly still, and the dress was arranged around her because of the way the projections work. And so you put a singer on stage who didn't walk out stage and you have the dress arranged in a very specific manner on stage, it should do something. I agree. Yeah. So that's that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, should we address Iceland? (laughs) Yeah, let's talk about Iceland. Iceland was scary. There always has to be one, like... There always has to be one. There always has to be one. And, like, there was a scary screamo band from one of the, like, Scandinavian places, maybe, last year. But were they also activists? No. Yeah, see, that was... Yeah, that's the difference. That was the difference. That's the difference. John Oliver did it a lot better than we will ever do it, but... Wow, 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 wow. Oh my god, the lyrics are just... Are they? I'm reading the English translation. Let me send this to you. Um, the first verse is, The revelry was unrestrained. The hangover is endless. Life is meaningless. The void will get us all. <laughs> it kind of sounds like a reading from our slack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've thought about having whiskey tonight, and if I do, the hangover will be endless. (laughs) Yeah, ain't that the truth? Hate will prevail, happiness comes to an end, for it is all an illusion, a treacherous pipe dream. Wow. Whew. Multilateral delusions, unilateral punishments. Gullible poor fellows, the escape will end, the emptiness will get us all. This is, like, a little dark. (laughs) I wasn't gonna pour myself more whiskey, but I just had to right now. I wish I had whiskey. I'm very much not allowed to Hate will prevail, Europe will crumble, a web of lies will arise from the ashes united as one. Yep. Guys, it's 2019, we get it. We get it. We're all here. We're all we're all in the same simulation. Just give us Australia 
floating around in the galaxy. Yeah. It's a lot more fun. Yeah. I just, I don't have the stomach for that right now. That's just not who I am right now. Never mind that, like, you couldn't really understand what they were saying because there was just a lot happening. No. Well, it was also not in English, so we couldn't understand what was happening no matter what. Right. But, like, the the guttural screaming has never really done it for me. No. (laughs) No matter what language. No, I've never been hardcore enough. No. Um, real hot topic vibe. Yeah. I'm reading another article that's, like, little about blurbs for each act. Yeah. And it has, like, a a memorable lyric for each one. And Ooh. the memorable lyric that it pulls out for Iceland is, Life's purposeless confusion, the void will swallow all. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. Aren't you glad that we spent the last, like, 25 minutes talking about trains? I am. <laughs> I really am. <laughs> Are there any other Eurovisions that we should talk about? Wait, this is the fun fact about this band. Yeah. Um, about Iceland. And it says Hatari, which is the band, owns the company. Uh, words that I can't say. Um, its website describes the entity as a transnational private holding company whose en- aim is to bring an end to neoliberal capitalism, as well as managing real estate loans, imports, and exports. Oh. During their national sure. final, the members of Hatari were seen holding bottles of an unknown soda drink, which was revealed to be their own brand called Soda Dream, not to be confused with the controversial Soda Stream the Israeli-based maker of home carbonation products. Is SodaStream controversial? There's a link to an article. Let's find out. Oh. News to me. uh, (laughs) We can move on. I'll I'll continue this research. My other favorite fun fact about Hatari was that the lead singer's dad is like the... It's like an ambassador to the UK or they have some sort of political position. Yep. And like what an embarrassing child. To have. <laughs> I think this was the band maybe who like um in the green room had like a sign that was that said something scathing about Israel. They had a Palestine sign. Yeah. And I, like, personally, I'm fine with that. Like, I this year was a weird year for Eurovision because it was hosted in Israel and a lot of people had a lot of feelings about that. Um, and so there were politics and awkwardness and whatever. And so I think it's, like, fine if they wanted to, like, do something in protest. But also, like, they're out here parading around pretending to, like, want the end of neoliberal capitalism and freedom for palestine and they're competing in eurovision right so i i think there are some some things that defeat their own purpose i think that's fair this is not the best activism i've ever seen no it is not no but life's purposeful purposeless condition (laughs) the void will swallow us all so it's fine yeah yeah totally Totally fine. What else is in the void? Uh, 
I feel like this season, this season, this year was so <laughs> lackluster. It did feel like it. I was like, oh. Um, a song that didn't fit, I felt like, was Sisters from Germany. Yeah. Um, I'm reading the lyrics now, but just, like, nothing about it really felt like it fit. That's fair. It's supposedly about, like, how women shouldn't, like, push each other down, like, we should be, like, uplifting each other. Mm-hmm. Which, it's, like, fine. Um, it just, like, it didn't fit. It felt weird in the rest of the field. And it wasn't like those people had no talent. No, they're good singers. Yeah. But, yeah, they- it didn't fit. There wasn't much, like, showmanship. Like, they didn't do much with the CGI, and they didn't dance. They just kind of walked around the platform and sang to each other. Yeah. And then the song itself just didn't fit. But Germany is one of the big five, so that's another group that doesn't have to try. That's true. They're guaranteed a spot, so they just sort of send people. Yeah. There were a lot of songs this year, though, that were, like, way more female empowerment leaning whether or not they achieved it yeah um, there, were. there were at, at least last year like germany was definitely that um north macedonia was that greece i mm-hmm. think might have been that france france was that yeah there were probably others but i haven't read all the lyrics to all the songs yet australia totally like... <laughs> yeah australia yeah yeah. Um, I did do a tutu count. Ooh, tell me about that. There were ten tutus. Hot damn. It did feel like there was a concentration of ballet-inspired stuff. Yeah. Well, my biggest, like, disappointment of the whole day probably was that in the intros, someone, and I don't know who, someone came out wearing an outfit that was made just for Kirstie. Oh, no. Which was Mamma Mia inspired, and they had the tutu, like, they had two tutus, like, up over their waist. Ah, And they were wearing them in, like, a different manner than you're supposed to wear a tutu, and I was like, oh my god, Kirstie's gonna love this. And they oh, never god. fucking wore them per- for the performances, and Kirstie missed the intros, and it was, like, a whole thing. And I'm just sad. <laughs> that it's really sad. Right? I, um, I'm still trying to get a hold of um, videos from the stream because there are certain things I want to go back and rewatch um, because my watch day did not go as planned. It was a little tumultuous. It's it's hard. It's hard out there. It is. Trying to be a responsible adult and watch Eurovision at the same time. Yeah. No one wants me to be happy. No one did. But yeah. Yeah. And not a lot of super interesting costumes either. Like, um... Czech Republic was cute in their little primary color outfits. Mm-hmm. Um, San Marino had their blazer, and they also had some primary colors happening, and that was kind of fun. Yeah. Cyprus had the woman in pleather and raindrop underwear. Mm-hmm. Um, the folks from Greece had tutus. That was fun. Yeah. Um, there really was not a lot. Oh, the chick from Belarus wore, like, some 90s-inspired neon. Yes. 
France had ballerinas, but not otherwise not that interesting. Italy wore Hawaiian shirts. Yep. Um, but yeah. Oh, and Australia, obviously. Right. Yeah. Oh, Spain had a giant robot puppet. That wasn't Spain. That's... Are you sure? They were the last act, and that's what's in my notes. The robot lasers? No, it was like a big puppet. Oh. It had, like, its arms and legs were controlled by a puppeteer that was standing behind it, but it looked like a big robot. Spain was the house set. Yeah. And they had a robot puppet. Oh, I didn't notice the robot. <laughs> it was at the very end. It, like, popped out of the corner of the stage, and I was like, um, that's a giant robot, and oh. this song is in Spanish, so I don't know what's happening. Wow. <laughs> I missed that. Um, the lyrics are really fun. I'm going to send you this, too. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, robot puppet. Wow. But yeah, otherwise, it was just, like, a lot of people wearing black skinny jeans. Yeah. I mean, overall, we, like, weren't that impressed, I don't think. No. But we'll be here again next year. Yes. Like, we're not quitting Eurovision by no, any means. No, absolutely not. As Kirstie said, it is our Super Bowl. <laughs> it is our Super Bowl. Trademark. And I've had a couple of different people be like, wow, you're, like, all in on Eurovision. It's like, you know what? I'm allowed to have a thing. You are allowed to have a thing. A lot of people have things and no one questions it. So now I have a thing. Right. Maybe it's not televised here, but whose fault is that? Can we can we take a quick second on that? Yeah. Last year, only 74,000 people in the United States watched Eurovision. And that is shameful. Shameful. That is shameful i am ashamed at those numbers i mean like in fairness no one is doing pr for eurovision no but like that is shameful it's true less than a hundred thousand people like that's that's nothing it's true you know how they say that's nothing to shake a stick at well this is something to shake a stick at (laughs) Yeah. And the year before, it was, um, in 2017, it was, like, 64,000, so it wasn't even that much growth. No. Which is also embarrassing. Like, that's why Logo dropped us. I know. So if you're out there and you were upset, like we were, that Logo didn't pick up the rights this year, it is on you. So here's the thing. Everyone's been lamenting the fact that Game of Thrones is going to be over because there's no more water cooler television. This is an opportunity. Yes, make Eurovision our water cooler conversation. Yes, because Eurovision happens all year. People are competing in their home countries, and then there's, like, a lot of different funnels into the semifinals, and the semifinals are, like, a week, and then it's the grand final. So, like, you can find fodder all year long. I mean, if we need to say the United States, as a former European colony we should be considered as part of Eurovision. I am okay with that if it gets us to have this conversation. (laughs) The only argument I'll pose there is that that line of logic has pushed one person who does have the money and resources to make this happen to suggest that if we don't get to play in Eurovision, then we need to create an American spinoff that's all 50 states competing against each other. Yeah, I'm not And that is not okay. Horseshit. No. We already have American Idol and The Voice, and truly, we don't need another goddamn singing competition. No. 
If you hadn't made it on one by now, you're not gonna. You're no. bad at singing. <laughs> I'm also just not interested in, like, the 50 states singing at each other. No, it's not the same. No, it's not the same. No. Plus, we invented the X Factor, so, like, we could be on Eurovision. Did we, though? Didn't we? Pretty sure mm. X Factor was our show first. And no, then they, it got no, no. Oh. X Factor was a UK show that we stole. Oh, well. Fuck the UK. <laughs> <laughs> I'm spending a lot of time on Channel 4 right now, guys. I guess so. A lot of time. It's valuable research. It is. Um, but yeah, we'll do this again next year. Yeah. And hopefully next year we'll get some some bigger acts. Hopefully. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Oh, can I also just say that the guy from Israel wore a metal bow tie, and I just didn't get it. Ew! Yeah, his bow tie was made of metal. And I it, hate that. It looked like it was hanging from a chain, like it was a necklace under his collar. Ooh. It wasn't a good look. Doesn't sound like a good look. No. Well, on that note. <laughs> <laughs> um, you, if you, you should talk to us about Eurovision. You should also talk to us if you would like to make plans for um, overthrowing American pop culture yeah. to make Eurovision relevant, because we would be happy to wage that war. Yeah. Um, and you can find us on Twitter at Hate Watch With Us. Um, you can also find us on the internet, hatewatchwithus.com. At hatewatchwithus.com, you can find the outcome of our Game of Thrones Fantasy League. Now that, that shit is over. Yeah. And you can find information about our other podcast, which is also now over. Um, our watch has ended, if you ever wanted to know what we thought about Game of Thrones. <laughs> um, you yes. can also email us, heywatchwithus at gmail.com. Yeah, and you can find our other podcasting friends over at Thoughtbubble Audio. I may or may not be popping up on a new episode of Beer with Geeks in the, in the near future, so <laughs> check that out. There's also some other great shows like Loud Women and Supergirl TV Talk and Academy Rewind. So go give those a listen. I'm really excited to hear your Beer with Geeks episode. I hope you are. Yeah. It's Even though I was alarmed at your contribution to my prep for that episode. I helped workshop some of the some of the themes. Some of us had identity crises. It was fine. <laughs> it's a very contentious spreadsheet. Everyone was fine. <laughs> Where can you find them? Uh, you can find them at Thoughtbubble FM on Twitter or thoughtbubbleaudio.com or wherever you are listening to this podcast here right now. Oh, yeah. And, like, rate and subscribe um, because it helps other people find us. And yeah. If you want... If you want us to be successful in our crusade to make Eurovision relevant in the United States, then you need to get other people to download this podcast. Yes. Give us a yeah. five star if you loved Australia's performance. Yeah. And a one star if you love North Macedonia, because we don't really want you. <laughs> <laughs> Although if you tank our ratings, we probably will talk about you. Yeah, probably on the podcast <laughs> okay all right well thanks all for right listening. well 
We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. No, this will do. Room temperature will do. Ew. It's, I drink room temperature whiskey all the time. What's your problem? Well, I don't like it. You ain't metal enough. Sure, that's what it is. That's what that's that's what it is. That's what it is. That's what it is. That's <laughs> got to be more metal. Yep, yep. That's me. <laughs> Get on my level. Sure, 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 sure. sure. sure.